Yang, pineapple tang, pineapple tang, hey, hey, it's summer things, it's summer things, no way, it's summer things, it's summer things, hey, hey, I like to hang, I like to hang, hey, hi, and get high on knowledge today. Hi, everyone, it's Sparkle of Spema here, and welcome to the first episode of SOS Sessions. So I'm just going to introduce what SOS Sessions are in the first place before I get into today's episode, which is called eviction time uh so basically sos sessions uh sos first stands off for sparkle of spema and what sos sessions do is it gives an opportunity for us to sit and focus in on one particular area of ourselves personally because spema the podcast itself is dedicated to getting to know people beyond uh, what they study here at WashU, but also just, you know, their interests and who they are. And I feel like a lot of times we consider ourselves to only be that of our interests, but we forget that we're also just us and that there are different aspects to us, our spiritual, mental, physical, emotional health. And I think that is really important um, that we remain participative and active in taking care of ourselves because before you are an undergrad before you are a graduate student before you are faculty before you are an employee here at WashU you are just a person and your health is most important because if you're not healthy how can you expect to function and get things done the way you want them to come out and so at this point uh, of the summer, I thought it'd be very beneficial to just remind us that we are growing people and that there are different aspects of our lives that we need to tamper with in order to change around, and the summer is a perfect time for change, and it's important to realize that our health is really, really important, and before we can do anything else, like I said, it's very important that we take care of ourselves first, and so I'm getting into today's episode. So today's episode is called Eviction Time, and basically... I'm just going to be talking about how we as people allow different entities uh, to occupy our lives, our minds, our spaces, but usually those things do not contribute to us at all or they're not contributing positively to us. And I just think that it's so important that we first identify what it is in our lives that is taking up rental space, that is taking up occupancy inside of us and that it's becoming somewhat of a burden and it's heavy, and it's stopping us from growing. It's hindering us as a person. And these things can range from, it could be a friend, it can be a partner, it can be a habit, it can be an addiction, it can be that new Netflix special that we're all watching. <laughs> uh, shout out to all the Netflix originals. They're so corny. I I can't take it. And my friend Portia, I'm trying to convince her to watch last summer. Yes, I spoiled it for her. I'm a big TV movie spoiler. I'm sorry. I'm horrible but I'm wonderful and it's just a horribly amazing movie and I think everyone should watch it I'm not sponsored for this I just saw it the other day and was like gosh darn amazing but anyways it can be a tv show it can be Netflix and their corniness that might be my like that might be something taking up occupancy in my life that's not contributing to me I don't think that's the case I think watching that gives me humor I laugh it's contributing a happiness to me but a lot of times Uh, We're not able to come to terms with what those things are because we're in denial about it. And so take a moment to sit and think what it is that I'm in denial about that I know is the truth, but that I want to 
avoid thinking about because I know once I open Pandora's box, there's no closing it any anytime soon. Just think about it for a second. Just think. Alright, maybe you have it. If you don't have it, it will come to you, I'm sure. The next step is to first admit to yourself that you know it's going to be difficult to completely sever ties with whatever it is. It can be a person, habit, addiction, um, it can be anything really. I think it's really open to you. What matters is that you identify something in your life that has been holding you back from whatever goals that you have for yourself, from whatever or wherever it is you want to be in life. Because we have to remember, we are not trees. We don't have to remain stagnant in whatever position or circumstance that we are in in life. Life is cyclical and there's opportunity for change. We just have to do things in our lives that become catalysts for that change. And so it's not going to be quick like that to just say, oh, it's this person, they've always been negative, and I've just, I've never wanted to sit and truly reflect on it, I've always liked keeping them around, I don't know, we have a good time when we go out, we get drinks, or we go out, we party, or watch movies, fine, but any other time when I, like, bring up my goals, or I'm talking about school, or I'm trying to study, they're negative, they're disruptive, they're distracting, and they won't let me get things done, they never want to do anything other than what we always do, they're always sticking to the same, it can be anything, and I want to try new things, I'm growing into a new person, maybe it's a habit, I, I love to sleep late, I'm not saying me, I'm just giving an example, y'all, <laughs> I'm a very, I'm an early person, uh, maybe it's like, oh, I love to sleep late, like, I get it, I have class in the morning at 8.30, but, like, it doesn't start at 8.40, so I walk in about 8.59, it's cool, it's only been, like, 10, 20 minutes into the class, but, you know, then I'm groggy because I missed out on whatever we talked about. And then when the exam comes, I'm pissed because I didn't get that done. Or, oh, I'm always late to work and for some reason my supervisor doesn't like me. Mm, maybe you're always late to work. We don't know. Uh, you know. And this, this, and that. And then I'm mad because my supervisor is mad at me. Then I'm taking it out on my friends. There's a bad habit. Or is it an addiction that you have to something? Maybe you're obsessed with the idea of getting drunk for a party every time you go out. Like, oh, I don't necessarily like alcohol, but, like, everyone else is around me, my friends, and I'm afraid that if I don't stick to it, that, like, they'll stop being friends with me, and so I keep drinking, but then I have really bad hangovers, and I feel terrible the next day, and all my friends feel terrible, so, like, no one's really there to help me get through this, and I just feel horrible, and whatever, like, I'm late to my meeting in the morning, or I never get any work done, I'm sleeping in really late, and that completely varies. Addictions don't have to be some kind of substance. Uh, addictions can, like I said, be a TV show. Addictions can be addicted to people, which like goes back to people. Like There are so many different things that you can identify with. And so when it's a person that you've deemed as being one of the, uh, one of the items in your life that you need to evict that are no longer serving you as a person, and honestly, you don't feel like you're serving them anymore, it's going to be especially hard because we are human, and as humans, we seek out communication, we seek out making connections with people, building relationships, and it can become extremely hard to just be like, you know, let go of them. Like, it's foreign to us. Sure, we hear songs about it, we listen to other podcasts about it, we read books about it, people just like, oh, I let him go, I let her go, it was for the best. Yeah, that sounds all nice and wrapped up in a little Christmas bow, but the reality is, it's going to be difficult. And when I think about this, I think immediately about 
uh, one of my favorite motivational speakers, Eric Thomas. Check him out on YouTube and also on podcasts and read his book. I'm not sponsored to say that, but he's just amazing and he has truly inspired me as a person. One of his uh, quick videos on YouTube is called Let It Destroy You. He talks about how when he started getting really big, he got this call from a coach and I believe it was a basketball team and he's always wanted to speak for the NBA or whatever. But when coach called, he was like, you should come ET, you should come do this, this and that, meet the crowd. But he wasn't offering Eric Thomas any kind of pay. And Eric Thomas does this for a beautiful, beautiful penny. Like what he does is amazing. He changes people's lives. So of course he's going to get paid for that. But this coach was calling like, oh, Eric, it's more like you're coming in to do us a favor. But he was telling Eric, oh, you're amazing. Like, I know everything you can do. And Eric Thomas is just saying, well, if you know everything that I can do for the team, why aren't you offering me, you know, payment for that? And it was difficult for him because he's always wanted to speak for this particular team. But, you know, they never reached out with like a solid offer. And when they did, it still wasn't in full. So he had his partner write a letter that basically said, you know, I'll come through coach or whatever, but you know, you got to cut a check or something like that. And he said it more professionally. I'm just cutting the story very to the point. And he basically tells him, you know, you got to offer me something real. And coach calls back and he's like, you know, well, I got to talk to office. And I love this part. Eric's like, bro, you got juice. You ain't got to talk to the office. Like, you're making money. That team is making money. If you want that team to continue to succeed and you think that I can come in and change them and inspire them, why wouldn't you pay me to come do that? Why is it you want to bite off of me for free, but y'all are getting something that's going to make you grow? And that coach's moves at the expense of that team. But Eric Thomas said it was not easy for him to send that letter. It was hard. His natural tendency is to barter like bro like let's talk let's talk this out and it was hard for him to send the letter because it was an end all type of letter it's like either you're gonna say yes or you're gonna say no to the fact that I should be getting paid for this and part of Eric didn't want to know like he wanted to think okay maybe this is in the gray area but it's gonna turn out right but no and a lot of times we don't want to ask ourselves like okay if we were to go to this person that we think is like not contributing to us and just ask him like, why do you even hang around me? And you're afraid to get this really negative answer from that person. Like, I don't know. I feel like when you have a true friend, they'll know something off the top of their head while they hang out with you. Like, you make me laugh. I like when we have our conversations about growing together and like being positive, reaching our goals. There has to be something positive worth holding on to for you to be in a relationship with anyone in any capacity. And so I just love that anecdote because it really puts things in perspective that it gets harder. But now for Eric, it's going to be easier for him to send letters like that because he's already done it before. It's not going to be easy the second time. It might be easy maybe the fifth or sixth time. That's why I'm saying it's not going to be easy for you to completely first come to terms with who or what the issue is and also just completely cut them off from you. It's going to get harder. Uh, making this a little bit more personal in my life. I have had plenty of friends. I'm a very friendly person. I speak to everyone first off. I give everyone a chance to just like be here to be a part of me in my life. Um, of course, like I have to do like Tyra Banks, like make the cutoff at some point because I can't have like 50 something people around me because there isn't always going to be that genuine energy present. And a lot of times for me, it's been really tough to let go of people, even if they have been toxic in my life. And toxicity comes in different uh, forms. It's not always you're in a relationship and you two are always being negative to each other. 
you guys are abusive to each other in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Toxic people can just be people who, for the time being, are beneficial to you, but at the end of the day, like, can you go to them with issues and stuff that you really have? Can you really open up to them? And for me personally, I don't open up to people that well that quickly, and I just feel like holding on to certain people who I never, ever will open up to because I just never fully trust them. That's toxic because um, it's not genuine on my part, and I don't like being false with people, and so I have to let those people go. And it's always hard because I always end up thinking about, oh, this time we did this and other memories and stuff that we have, but at the end of the day, it's just not a genuine relationship because I don't fully and completely trust this person. And that may also be on their end. I can't speak for them. But definitely, they're like different things. Like also something that has nothing to do with people, but like running a mile at the gym. I I ran my first mile like Foss and Muster. And it was so tough. What I did was I worked my way up to doing it. I would run um, a mile in the indoor track because that's where I would run it is 10 laps I would run like five laps for a week and then by the second week I would get into running the 10 laps and even before then I would run two laps walk three laps run a few jog a few like I would just build my tolerance to it and I feel like we have to do that when it comes to evicting things out of our lives is build our tolerance to being able to cut off things that are no longer healthy for you it's definitely important to recognize those moments when things are no longer serving you. And that may sound selfish. Oh, I should only be with something or someone or do something when it's serving me and when it's not cut them off. It may come off as you sounding rude, but honestly, it's not. The thing about letting go of things is that you make room for change to occur in your life. And a lot of times by letting go of those things, you put change into action. Those let go things become catalysts for new things to occur in your life. You can't expect new results, new beginnings, new anything if you're always doing the same. You can't expect to have a different meal when you keep going to the same restaurant, if that makes sense. Say I'm going to McDonald's all the time. I don't like McDonald's at all, y'all. <laughs> it's completely an example, but not real. If I was going to McDonald's, I'm talking about, oh my gosh, I really want waffle fries. And we know waffle fries are not at McDonald's. And I have to stop going there if I want different food. I have to stop going to the same places not offering that particular thing and try someplace different. And people originally will come off to you saying you're crass, you're rude, you're heartless, and you're just going to have to suck it up and move on and realize that you're not heartless, that you've held on to something for so long because it served you in the beginning, but it's no longer serving the new you that you're becoming. And I really, really encourage you, after you listen to this SOS session, to go listen to Let It Destroy You by Eric Thomas. I really think what I'm saying coincides with his spiel on that episode. I will even link it below, because I really think you should listen to it. And so, another thing that we have to start doing is identifying the interconnection of our lives and how everything is inclusive to each other. So basically... You can't expect to be hanging around these mean, heartless people and expect yourself to go home at night and feel great about yourself. Like, let's just be real. Like, I I don't know how people do it. Some people do it. Okay, cool, whatever. Not cool, but the law of attraction is very much in action in our lives. <laughs> that rhymes. Basically, what you send out is what you're going to receive from the universe. And this isn't like anything spiritual. This is just literal life science. I've read the book. 
and it's really changed the way I look at things, you have to really start manifesting what you want in life for yourself. And generally, people say, good things happen to good people. I think that quote should be reformed to say that good things happen to people who are giving good things to the world around them. And the things you give to the world can be as small as you saying good morning to someone that you see on the bus. They might be in a bad mood. They might be in a great mood. Then you guys are bouncing good energy off of each other and you just collect it more for yourself. It might be paying it forward, buying someone Starbucks uh, at Bauer. It might be buying someone smoothie at Jamba Juice. It can be anything. Covering someone when their meal plates run out. It can be choosing to get sleep so you're not mooding the next day. Choosing to sleep early so you're in class on time. Like, there are different ways to give off great energy in the world to receive that energy back in the universe. And going back to people that need to be evicted from our lives, when you're holding on to these mosquito-like people because they're sucking the life out of you, they're crushing your dreams, they're bloodsuckers, they're dark entities around you, you can't be expecting not to face the consequences of that. And that can be emotional consequences, that can be physical consequences, that can be mental consequences. Like, you don't feel great after hanging with them for so long, after hanging with them that one time or whatever. Maybe, like, they're a mosquito in any other form. There are so many different ways that people can be mosquitoes in our lives. I feel like it definitely depends on you as a person. For me, a mosquito is someone who is always negative around me. I cannot deal. I am naturally an optimistic person like that's just me and it annoys the right people um (laughs) but like people who are always negative I just don't see that as being contributive to me as a person that's definitely just like hard to hang around negative people so I just stop I distance myself because sometimes there are negative people in my life that I love unconditionally and that's problematic but it's also just true like there are other aspects of them that I feel outweigh that negativity but when they do become negative in certain spaces around me I have to separate myself from them and so we just have to start realizing that the ladybugs in our lives that we first see may or may not grow to be mosquitoes everyone doesn't show their true colors on the first note of meeting you that's why it's best to give people the benefit of the doubt and really let them hang around you for a while but not forever 10 days. (laughs) I feel like that's kind of like really short because, hey, Sparkle, how are you going to know someone in 10 days? I don't think you will know someone in 10 days. I feel like really open people, you'll know them within 10 days, but it really depends on the person and also you, how much you're willing to get to know a person. And so when we are unable to identify the toxic people in our lives and toxic traits and everything else, I think it's best to ask for an unbiased opinion from someone who you trust Uh, whether or not they deem that certain relationship between you and a habit or an addiction or a person is toxic or not. I'd say go to your mom, but I feel like moms are always like, yes, it's wrong. I love my mom. I do. I know parents are always wanting your best for you. I would, I would tell you, yes, go to your parents, but also go to someone else. Um, I would refrain from only using your parents' opinion as a way to determine because you are your own person and sometimes your parents have this vision of you still being this younger kid and them knowing everything that's best for you and wanting you to stay that way but you are growing into a young adult and if you are a kid listening to this ask your parents this podcast obviously we reach different people different age groups and another thing that we tend to do is we tend to be like well if I stop being friends with this person this is for the people specifically I don't see how this will like really bond with an addiction or a habit but If I stop being friends with this person, then, like, no one's going to really love them because they're really ugly on the inside. And, you know, like, 
who's really going to take care of them? Like, everyone deserves love, and I should be giving it. You're wrong. You are caring for them from a place of pity and guilt, and it's not a genuine care or attraction to that person anymore. It's becoming something more of an obligated burden. And what I want to encourage you to do is first understand that, yes, everyone deserves love. I completely agree with you. There's no way I'm going to sit here and tell you they don't deserve love. They do deserve it. Their parents most likely love them, some family, some other friends most likely love them. What you have to realize is you are not the designated person to love everyone around you. There will come a time and place in which the people around you, you're unable to help. You're unable to give them what they need. And the same goes for them not being able to help you and giving you what you need. And it may feel like they're still giving you this unconditional love, but you feel like yours just isn't there. Why would you want to be false with them? Why do you want to egg them on into thinking that you genuinely care when really you just feel like you should care because nobody else could care? You're wrong, one, because you are not the only person capable of wanting to find time to care for this person. There are other people who are more capable, tolerable, and have more patience of helping that person. And you have to realize that. Yes, everyone deserves love. But no, you do not have to be the one to give it to everyone. And to conclude this episode, I just want to remind us all, one, we have to take care of our whole selves, our mental, our emotional, our physical, our spiritual health. They are all interconnected. I'm not saying you gotta be religious to be spiritual, bro. You can be spiritual by meditating. Like, there are so many different ways to be spiritual. All this is really open-ended mental health. You don't have to go see someone at SHS. You can easily sit in your room talk to yourself. Um, Sometimes we tend to give ourselves the best advice. Talk to a friend. Just get things off of your chest. Write it down in a journal on paper. Burn it. Throw it away. Just get it out. Don't hold things on your heart so heavily. Physically, work out. Eat right. Do whatever you want to do. Take a walk around campus. Ride your bicycle. There are just so many different ways to take care of yourself emotionally. I feel like evicting things from our lives that are draining us will really help our emotional health as long as the other things. Everything is connected. When you're feeling great emotionally, you're feeling great physically. When you're feeling great physically, you know, you're feeling great mentally. When you're feeling great mentally, you're feeling great spiritually. Mentality and spirituality are very connected. So is physical and mental health and emotional health. They're all connected. Nothing is exclusive from one another. It's very important that we recognize different things that are triggering our stress, triggering our happiness, triggering anything in us so that we can bring more of the positive things to our lives and subtract more of the negative things in our lives. And so take care of yourself and tune in weekly every Wednesday for SOS sessions. If anything changes in terms of upload dates, I will let you guys know on both Twitter and on Instagram. I am so excited to continue this with you guys. I hope that this episode has truly enlightened you and opened your eyes to see the different ways that you are affected in your life by the people, the habits, and the different things that we do every day. And just remember that the law of attraction is very active in your lives. If you're really interested in that, I would encourage you to go Google law of attraction book and buy it. It should be super cheap. Mine was super cheap and it really has helped. And so I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful day today. I hope it's sunny wherever you are. And keep in touch. Definitely comment on Twitter. I'm going to leave some kind of prompt up after this episode. And we can just start a whole feed on this and just talk about this. So thanks, guys. Bye and have a beautiful day.